like I owe an explanation before I continue recording. I'm not gonna lie. I was at a very low point in my life. Felt really shit. Everything felt shit. When you feel shit, it's very hard to be creative. So that's why there's been such a gap. It's been a tough year slash two years. Obviously, there's been some really amazing things that have happened as well. And it's not all been shit, but there's just been one aspect that was just completely taking over everything I'd be overly concerned about but it's just something that I couldn't kind of see past so I found it very hard to focus on making creative things which is this so yeah I'm back well I'm not back fully I'm just gonna wing it and see when I feel it I'll record something when I don't feel it I'm not gonna record something but I had gotten a good few messages from people asking um was I ever coming back to podcasts and the answer is yes but not on a schedule if that makes sense. Just going to free flow it. I'm not going to plan anything. Usually when it comes to podcasts, like what you would do is you write down like on well, what I would do is I'd write down like the topic I want to cover, bullet points of things just to remind me of what I'm doing and so I don't ramble. But like, I mean, I'm just not going to do that this time. And you're probably going to hear creaking and it's probably just not going to be ideal because I just felt it today. I was like, you know what? I feel like recording podcasts, so I'm just going to do it. So yeah, it's not going to be the most polished that's okay because I'm not the most polished <laughs> and this is obligatory obligatory is that the right one mandatory not sure can of monster obviously straight out the freezer nice and chilly yeah let's get into it so hopefully if you have been following my page for a while or you're a client of mine or whatever you might know that my process or my approach is very much an in-between approach. So you'll see out there that there's like this huge movement, like two camps, there's one huge movement of like anti-diet and then there's the other one, which is like pro-diet and things like that. Whereas I think I fall somewhere in the middle. I feel like the two things can coincide and work really well together. And the reason why I think that is because I know a lot of people when it's like, oh, your relationship with food is bad or your body image is bad, etc., etc., that you should like you shouldn't diet, etc. Obviously, it's going to hugely depend on the person. So there are times where absolutely you should not diet when your body image reaches a certain point, I suppose, or where you're, you know, just really where your relationship with food is really, really terrible. But it kind of just depends on the person. There are, I have a lot of clients who fall somewhere in the middle that can actually do both. And that's why I think it's important to talk about that because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. So yeah, that's where I stand with it. I feel like it can coincide and you can do both. And one of the main reasons for that is because if you think about it, right, if I call spade a spade, if someone has a poor relationship with food, chances are they have a poor relationship with their body. And those two things link to how your body unfortunately looks as much as I don't want to say that out loud, but it's true. Like if your relationship with food is suffering, it will be reflected in your body image generally. And often that can lead to you wanting to change your body. Someone was in the best shape of their life, let's say, or they thought they were in the best shape of their life and they were struggling with their relationship with food. Do you think that would actually matter to them on a daily basis? Do you think they'd actively think about that? Do you think they'd actually care about their relationship with food when it doesn't directly impact their actual body, if that makes sense? Like, let's say it's someone who either wants to gain weight or wants to lose weight. If someone is unhappy with that and they realize that the reason why they can't make the progress that they want physically is because their relationship with food is holding them back that's when someone will dig into it like they're not going to challenge their relationship with food they're not going to try and improve it if it's not actually directly affecting how they physically are nine times out of ten obviously there i can't speak for everyone 
But in my experience, that's where it's come. That's where it's coming from. It's coming from a place of being unhappy with your body, and that then leads into your relationship with food. That leads into your body image. That really, like that relates into how you can approach dieting or how you can't approach dieting. So they are very linked. So the approach that I have with my clients is. Well, generally speaking, obviously, like I said, there's a place for this and a place not for this. But let's say in terms of fat loss and their client who fits into the criteria, um, I'll generally get them to start somewhere around maintenance or a little bit lower, just a tiny little bit lower. And what I'll do, my main focus is educating them on food, educating them how to nourish themselves, educating themselves how to fuel themselves, educating them how to incorporate balance and establish balance, get really good at habit structures and routines and work on body image at the same time. If we work on all of these things together, you can get the results that you want, regardless of that being fat loss or muscle gain. If you work on these things simultaneously, which you can, you will get results that will last you, that will, it will give you the balance that you need. And also because we're working on the body image side of it, you don't feel like you necessarily have to lose weight or you have to lose fat or you have to do whatever. It kind of just comes naturally of, as a byproduct of having a really good system, having really good um, self-care processes, having really good emotional processes, having really good stress management, having really good habits, structures, routines, having good balance. Like that's where your progress comes from. And it's something that I think a lot of coaches miss the mark on. It's very easy to just give calories, macros, training plans, step counts. It's very easy to do those things. And What's not easy is actually coaching the client through their life and coaching them to deal with everything that I just mentioned, like life stressors, events, uh, social occasions, emotional occasions, things like that. Like you need to be able to do those things. You need to be able to coach someone through why they're thinking, how they're thinking, why they're reacting to things the way that they're reacting to them, why their body image might be suffering, how highlighting to them how their little daily things that they do are actually making them feel this way. So if you are trying to improve your relationship food, but you also want fat loss, I'm here to tell you that yes, you absolutely can do both most of the time, uh, but you can't do it if you're just working with a coach who's just trying to get you fat loss. You have to be working with a coach who's trying to get you everything else. I'm trying to get my clients to improve their overall lifestyle so that these things become second nature and you have, like I said, really good structures, habits, routines, you've got balance, you've self-care, you've empathy for yourself, like you treat yourself like a human. These are the things that a lot of my clients at the start really, really struggle with. And they will continue to struggle with those things until they actually put the work in to do them. And they won't make the physical progress that they want or the physical progress that they need until they put those practices in place. And I think that's the hardest part. And that's what most coaches don't get. And that's not me trying to say that I'm better than XYZ because it's absolutely not. As I said, everyone has, there's always a purpose. There's always a place for certain approaches and certain things. And a lot of coaches, they their clientele might not be my clientele and will have different niches and stuff like that. And it's absolutely okay. And I think when even if on Instagram stuff like that you'll see that I might post something about meal plans and like why meal plans don't work and why I don't like meal plans just because I don't like meal plans doesn't mean that I think meal plans are bad or that I think nobody should be following a meal plan or that I think that coach is fucking shit because they're giving their clients meal plans absolutely not there's a time and a place for absolutely everything and you have to meet your client where they're at so meal plans aren't overall just this big negative thing they're not they can be a really great starting place for some people to try and figure out like what they're doing and 
they're not a bad thing as long as you're educating the client behind why you're doing and why you're choosing xyz and you're teaching them how to actually make choices for themselves so the main thing that i do with my clients is i try to get them to make choices for themselves even if it's going out to eat what i would have done years ago is i would have gotten a client to send me a screenshot of what the menu is for the restaurant they're going to and I would then pick something from that and be like, that would be probably the best option for you. But I don't do that anymore. What I do now is I get them to send me a screenshot and I tell, get them to tell me, what would you pick? Like, but like, what would you pick if I weren't here? Like, if you weren't talking to me, what are you gravitating towards? And they'll tell me X, Y, Z. And I'll be like, right, right, okay, let's do that. Let's go with that. And I can kind of educate you on why that option might be a good option, why it might be not so great, why it might be something that you should incorporate. Maybe it might, might be something of why you should maybe... I don't know, take a different approach to it, maybe ask for something on the side, et cetera, et cetera. Educating so that you can make an educated decision yourself. There's no point in me telling someone, here, eat eat these things and choose that when maybe you don't like that. Maybe you go to a restaurant and it's like, Sarah, I don't actually like a regular burger. I like whatever, a chicken burger. And you might then order what I've just told you. You won't understand why you've ordered it. And you'll actually leave the restaurant not feeling fulfilled and not feeling satisfied, which then in like just encourages you to overeat later on in the day. So it's kind of one of those things where you have to be making educated guesses yourself, educated choices and learning. Because if you're not learning, like I said, you're not going to get there. You're not going to improve your relationship food. You're not going to improve your body image. You're not going to improve your self-worth. You're not actually going to trust yourself with anything either because you've always had someone telling you to do X, Y, Z. So yeah, that's my stance on meal plans. I got off topic there, but I mean, it fits. Another thing that I think is hugely overlooked by coaches as well sometimes is the body image aspect and kind of how you see yourself. Obviously, progress pictures and things like that, measurements, weighing scales, looking in the mirror, all of those things all obviously impact, well, can impact your body image and how you feel about yourself if you're looking at yourself from a negative light. And you probably will be looking at yourself from a negative light if light if you aren't looking at all those other deeper things that I had mentioned. So that's something that really needs work in order for you to maintain any progress that you do make. And sometimes I'll tell my clients not to do measurements. Sometimes I'll tell them not to do pictures. Sometimes I'll tell them not to look in the mirror. <laughs> sometimes I'll tell them to look in the mirror. Sometimes I'll tell, tell them to dig a little bit deeper and start journaling on a certain topic or read this book or X, Y, Z. So there's loads of different kind of strategies I will take depending on the client. However, when it comes to body image, one major thing that's overlooked is body checking, which is kind of what I just mentioned about measurements, pictures. It could be you getting out of the shower and looking at your arms and grabbing the fat that's under your arm and shaking it around and doing things like that or pinching your stomach or your thighs or looking in the mirror and pointing out all the bits that you don't like or it could be you walking down the street and you catch yourself in a shop window. It could be all of these things. These are all body checking. These are all body checking behaviors and there's something that you do when you don't feel great within yourself and generally speaking obviously um, you do these things when you don't feel great within yourself you're less likely to do them when you're feeling really good about yourself when you're feeling fulfilled when you're feeling satisfied when you're feeling happy when you're excited when you're just generally well um, you tend to not engage in these behaviors as much again like I said generally speaking but that's something that I actually ask my clients in check-ins as well it's all about you digging a little bit deeper. It's not surface level. It's not, did you reach your calories? Did you reach your macros? Did you do your steps? Did you do your training? It's not just that. It's, did you journal? Did you get outside? 
Did you find yourself body checking? Did you find yourself following food rules? These are all the things that a lot of people, when they take up coaching, aren't touching on if they're not with me. <laughs> and obviously there's other coaches as well that do this. Uh, but they're not things that people are touching on. So they don't understand that when they do their coaching experience and they get great results, they don't understand why after a certain amount of time they go back to where they were and they don't maintain the progress that they had made. And these are the reasons why. So these are the things that set coaches apart in terms of getting results, but also keeping them. You'll notice I don't share very many physical pictures of progress on my page. I have literally fucking thousands, but I'm not going to share them all because I'm too conscious of how someone might perceive something. And nine times out of 10, it can be absolutely really great, really motivating for people. They can see that, oh, I can do that too. But then there's that other percentage where people don't like that. But obviously I can't cover all ground. So I do have to give a little bit. And like I said at the start, the reason why you want to work on your relationship with food is because you're unhappy in your body. You do want physical changes at the end of the day. Again, generally speaking, how many, t- I think you should do a drinking game of how many times I say generally speaking, you've got to take a shot. So, <laughs> but that's me just covering my arse because there's a lot of people basically that will listen to this and there's some people that this will really resonate with and there's some people that it really won't resonate with. So I'm just covering all grounds. But yeah, the moral of the story is if you want physical results and you want to keep them, you need to focus on your relationship with food, on your relationship with self. You need to dig deeper. It's not just a case of calories, energy input, energy output. It's not about cardio. It's not about those things. It's about everything else that you don't want to touch on. It's about that. It's about the things that you don't want to face. And it can be hard. And it takes a certain type of person to decide to do that. But when you do it, lads, you'll never go back. You will never go back. I used to be you. I used to be you. Like, I can't stress that enough. I used to be someone who absolutely hated myself, who had no confidence whatsoever, who would body check every single day, who had a terrible, really, really poor relationship with food, who would do absolutely anything to get results now, except doing the deep things. Because I kind of just didn't think that those deep things were connected. I thought my body was completely separate to my brain and my mindset, but they're fucking not. (laughs) They're the same thing. They are the same thing. So yeah, that's my two cents. I think I'm going to wrap up there because yeah, I've got to listen back to it and edit it. (laughs) But yeah, so like I said, it was going to be a little bit of a ramble and it was, and don't expect another podcast out next week. It'll be whenever I feel like it. (laughs) But like I said, I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, share it with a friend. Let me know. Tell me your your thoughts. I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on all this. If you completely disagree with me, I'm open to it. Like, give me whatever you want. If you completely agree with me, absolutely give me that too. Any bit of feedback that you can give me or that you can share, leave a review. And as always, if you need anything, I'm only a message away. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me, if you're my client, you've got my WhatsApp. So you can send me an email. Or if you're hoping for some more specific help and more tailored approach, then please do just reach out. I do have spaces for one-to-one coaching and I can help you with everything that I've just mentioned in this podcast and more. You'd be surprised the ways that I can help you. So please do reach out. I am taking on clients. If you are someone who isn't in a position to do one-to-one coaching at the moment for whatever reason, please don't forget about the solo series. The solo series is super affordable. It's monthly training programs for both gym and home and it's got a huge educational portal in it as well where I touch on some of the things mentioned in this podcast as well. Obviously the one-to-one is just a little bit more in depth and I work with you one-to-one on a weekly basis where I talk to you 
quite a bit, quite, quite a lot. <laughs> so if you're looking for a hands-on coach, you found her. But yeah, like I said, if ever you need anything, please do reach out. If you found this helpful, please do share it with someone. If you think that somebody else would benefit from it or someone that you know, your sister, your mother, your daughter, your dog, your cat, anything at all, please do share. Please do let me know, leave a review, share it on your stories. And like I said, let me know what your thoughts are. And thank you for listening. Thank you.